This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Pashas Vayechi, Tavshinayin Ches, Chazak. We now finish the first Sefer of the Torah, Sefer Bereshis. In Pashas Vayechi, we find the passing of Yaakov. And as Yaakov is passing, he gathers his sons around him. And he speaks to them, and he gives them direction. He gives them techacha, he gives them words of rebuke in order for them to improve themselves. While each Shevet gets it separately, and is spoken to separately, individually, we find that Shimon and Levi are spoken to together. As the Pasuk tells us, Shimon and Levi, Achim Klei Chamas. Shimon and Levi are brothers, Shimon and Levi Achim, Klei Chamas, stolen tools, Mecherei Sehem. Stolen tools are their weapons. Besaidem al Nafshi. Into their design, my soul shall not enter, I shall not be part of them. Why? Because in their rage, in their anger, they killed a man. What's Yaakov talking about? What type of, of weapons are there? And Rashi explains, These are weapons of murder. And they're stolen in their hands, which means these are not our type of weapons to go kill people. This is from Esav. This is Esau's type of weapons. The Esau was told he will have a sword in his hand. These are not ours. And you went and you stole it from him. Referring to, of course, when Shimon Alevi killed out the people of Shechem. And Yaakov was saying, you did it because you were angry. In anger you killed a man. So interesting that Shevet Levi, that Yaakov was telling them that they went and they cursed. He cursed them because they were angry and they killed in anger. Yet we find that of all the Shvatim, the ones who bless Klai Yisrael every day, is Shevet Levi. Every day Shevet Levi is commanded to give the Birchus Kahanim. And they end off that Birchus Kahanim, Yasim L'chaz Shalim. Hashem should give you peace. How could it be that the very Shevet the Yaakov was saying that you killed in your rage, you killed in your anger, could be the very Shevet that blesses us with peace. Additionally, the very person who personifies peace is none other than Arnakayim, the Ay of Shalim, the Raid of Shalim, the one who pursues peace, the one who chases after peace, the one who brings peace to everybody is none other than Arnakayim from Shevet Levi. How does this happen? That the Shevet, that Yaakov says, hargawish, the Shevet that killed in anger, could become the Shevet of peace. And as this forum point out, this was a watershed moment in history. Because indeed, that is how Levi was. Hargawish, he killed in rage. He killed in anger. But now his father Yaakov spoke to him. His father Yaakov gave him Techacha. His father Yaakov gave him Musr, he gave him constructive criticism, and Levi took it to heart. And Levi listened to what his father told him, and indeed Levi changed. So much so, that Levi became the Shevet of a Yasim Shalim. Levi became the Shevet that wishes other peace. Levi could produce someone like Aaron the one who personifies peace, the Ay of Shalom and the Right of Shalom. And that is what happened to Levi. How is that? 
Very difficult to accept words of rebuke from others. Very difficult to accept Musr and criticism from others. So how did Yaakov do it? In a way that Levi would accept it. We find a few things that Yaakov did. Number one, Yaakov waited over 48 years to give this Techacha to Levi. This didn't happen right now. Yaakov waited 48 years since the killing of Shechem for the right moment to tell this to Levi in a way that Levi would accept it. When was that? When Yaakov was on his deathbed. Realizing that when he's on his deathbed, that's the only time that Levi would accept some such rebuke from him. Additionally, when he was telling this to Levi, he was giving him a message that he could accept. I once heard in a different context from Rabbi Reisman. He said, imagine if you're at home and your brother's getting ready to go to a chasna, to go to a wedding. He's standing by the mirror fixing himself up. He turns to you and says, no, so how do I look? And you look at him and say, you know, uh, your tie's crooked. So what will your brother tell you? Oh, thank you very much. Goes to the mirror, fixes his tie. Beautiful. He's very thankful. But if you go and you tell your brother, and he says, how do I look? And, your brother, and you tell it to your brother, uh, your nose is crooked. He's not going to be very happy. What am I supposed to do? Change my nose? I can't straighten out my nose. Why are you even telling that to him? And therefore you have to know every message you give someone of rebuke. Anytime you're about to criticize someone, is that a, your tie is crooked message? Or is that a, your nose is crooked message? If it's a nose is crooked message, there's nothing he can do. Why would you even say it? But if you say your tie is crooked message, there's something he can do, and he would appreciate it. But there's one more catch, and that is the way that it's said. Rashi tells us, and he points out, very careful to point out, that when he told them, Aur Apam, curses their rage, Afilu even at the time of rebuke, Loi Kilal Ella Apam, he only cursed their rage. He did not curse them. He only cursed their rage. Aur Apam, curses their rage. Which means you don't look at people as bad. Perhaps what they're doing is not so good and they should improve on what they're doing. But you don't say you are bad. You kill in anger? No, cursed is your anger. And that is why Levi was able to accept that and go from killing in anger to Vyasim Lachashalim to begin to being the Shavit that goes and gives out the brachas. And we are all capable of this in all our interactions with people. In the late 1930s, the world was entering a tumultuous state. The Nazis in Shalom were causing havoc all over Europe, especially for the Yidden. And in the United States, not much was being done about it. And there were a few Rabbanim who were trying to go and set up a Vat Hatzalah, being led by Rav Lazar Silver, Zetzal. And Rav Lazar realized in order to mobilize the people in America, he would need to have someone to give a first-hand report. Trying to find the perfect person to go, he realized, unfortunately, at that time, that if it would be an Orthodox rabbi, people would not listen to him. That's the way he was in this country at that time. So he chose a person, a very trustworthy person named Dr. Sam Schmidt. Dr. Sam Schmidt was a socialist Zionist. He was not a firm person at all, part of the reform movement. And he sent him to go to Europe and to give a first-hand report. He went to Europe, he looked around, he spoke to people, 
he's even the one who made sure that Varen Cutler, at that time, to get the visas to be able to come to America. And on his visits there, he went to visit the Gadol Adar of Chaim Eiser Grzensky. And he met with Rav Chaim Eiser, and he was speaking to Rav Chaim Eiser. And Rav Chaim Eiser says, Do you mind if I call you Reb Shmuel? So Sam Schmidt looks at him and says, You want to call me Reb Shmuel? I'm Machal Shabbos. I'm not a Shemitari Mitzvah. How could you call me Reb Shmuel? So Reb Chaim Eiser takes his hands, and he holds, he grabs Sam Schmidt's hand, and he puts it in his hand, and he looks him in the eye, and he says, a Yid who can come from America at this time solely to help his brothers, that is someone deserving of being called Reb Shmuel. So please let me call you Reb Shmuel. Dr. Schmidt said that from that day forward, he was never Mechalel Shabbos again. Today his grandchildren and great-grandchildren are all Shemitah Why? Because of the way Rav Chaim Eiser dealt with him. The question is, every time we interact with somebody, every time we shake someone's hand, how do they go away from us? Because we all have the ability to make sure that our every interaction with someone else could improve that person. Let's make sure that our handshakes cause other people to want to be better. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.